everyone welcome back to hope for today my name is lynn wilson and i am glad you're joining me i am so excited you ever have something like god has just told you and your fingers are tingling and your arms have goosebumps i don't know maybe maybe you're not in that place in your life where you know you get excited about things of the lord and when he speaks to you but you know the other day i was doing my devotions and god was leading me into different passages and over you know the last couple days and and I, I was I was asking the Lord, I said, I, you know, it's a new year, it's a fresh start. Um, I am not an advocate at all of New Year's resolutions. I don't believe in them and I don't like them, so I don't make them. But I do feel it is, you know, the beginning of anything, the beginning of a new day, the beginning of a new week, the beginning of a new month, the beginning of a new year. Anytime you have a beginning, it's a fresh start. It's a way to make changes. It's a way to just do things a little differently. And I think it's a good place to start in excitement of what could be done. Now, we set goals. We, we make plans and the Lord redirects or, you know, life happens and things change. But it's a good place to be. Are you at the beginning of your year? Have you asked the Lord for your word this year, for a theme this year, for a passage in the Bible this year. The Lord has clearly told me what my word and my theme and where I'm headed this year. He gave it to me last year and um, last year was determination. Uh, that was my word, determination. And I just kept hearing the Lord say to me, you're going to get through 22 with small successes. Nothing, wow, no big, whoa, we did this and this. And you know what? That's exactly what happened last year. It was small successes in, in my finances and um, getting the, through the first year without my dad here and readjusting to taking care of my mom without my dad here, things at work, things in church ministry, things in my personal life, just all different areas of my life. I got through 22 with these little success stories. This year, I just feel like the Lord has spoken to me. He's told me. He's reconfirmed with me. And I'm not going to actually share what my theme and my, my word is with you yet. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. But I know for me right now, I know the Lord spoke to me. And the last couple days, I was super excited. Like I was just tingling with it. And then yesterday, late afternoon, I kind of bottomed. You ever get like that? Your emotions and you're just like, oh. And I was driving today and I ran out to get a cup of coffee before work. And I was just feeling, I don't know, empty or blue. I don't know what the right word is, but I just bottomed out emotionally. And I was driving back to work after I stopped to get the coffee. And I said, you know what, Lord, I know what you told me. I know it and I've claimed it and I have no doubt what you told me. And I said, I'm going to recognize that this very moment is exactly that. It's a moment in time and this too shall pass. But I'm still going to claim what I know you've told me that this year is all about. And it was a good reminder for me and I think for you to know that as we go through, we're going to be in the book of Genesis. We're going right back to the beginning. We're going in Genesis and we're going to be in chapter 6. And uh, we're going to talk about one of my favorite Bible stories about Noah and you know as we go through this passage and we talk about it and the verse is right over here for you um, I want you to remember that you know no matter how much the Sun comes out there'll be rain another day and no matter you know the Sun comes out the moon's out tonight and there's days that are going to be cloudy and dismal and gray and dark 
and rainy and cold and wintry or it'll be you know in the summer and there might be whatever you know it's not the perfect day and the sun's not shining the way you want but another day the sun will be out but the good thing I can tell you is that God is always on the throne uh, let me read this verse to you I want to pull this down and we're going to read this passage together so if you have your Bibles or if you want to refer back to it we're going to be in Genesis 6 verses 13 through 17 so God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all of the people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. He gave God, uh, God gave Noah a commandment. So make yourself an ark of cypress, wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. Another note from the Lord, this is how you are to build it. He gave him a command. He's told him what to do. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof in it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put in a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. The Lord was very precise. Another thing the Lord said, I am going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has breath of life in it. Everything on the earth will perish. Here's another note. But, but I, meaning the Lord, but I will establish my covenant with you, meaning Noah, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. You were to bring into the ark two of every living creature, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, two of every kind of animal, and two of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You were to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Wow. God gave Noah purpose. You know, I don't know where you are today. I don't know if you woke up and wondered, why am I here? Maybe after the holidays, you're down, you're blue, you're depressed. I've woken up with days, you know, why am I here? What's, what's my purpose in life? Maybe you're older and you're discouraged because you feel like you don't have purpose. Maybe you have a disability. I don't know what your situation is, but I can tell you I know who holds the future. I am a firm believer that if God gave you breath to breathe today, he has a purpose and a calling on your life. What is God calling you to do? You know, I'm sure when Noah was a little baby boy, his mom had no idea what God was going to do with her baby boy named Noah and his life and his family. I'm sure when Noah and his wife got married, they had no idea what God was going to do with them and their sons and their daughters-in-law. You know, I have two boys and I have one daughter-in-law right now. When I raised my oldest son, I had no idea that God would call him to be a pastor. I had no idea when he dated my daughter-in-law that she would be a pastor's wife. But I can tell you this, along the way, God clearly instructed me as I was raising my son, 
clearly without a shadow of a doubt the Lord has told me that this particular child that you were raising is going to serve in ministry full-time I still remember the day the Lord told my husband and I this and when we dedicated our son to the Lord we dedicated him to full-time Christian work I don't know what that meant I have no idea it didn't mean a pastor, it didn't mean a missionary, it didn't mean, I, I don't know, but I know what God told me. So as I raised him, I raised him the way we disciplined him, the way we talked to him, the, the, the I don't know, just every aspect of his life, we kept relaying that back to how will that affect him as a full-time Christian worker? What kind of things can I instill in him or teach him or show him or allow him to experience? Little did I know what God would have for him and that's still developing and evolving as he walks with the Lord. My youngest son was the same thing. We know that God has a calling on his life. I know what I, the Lord told me, and we're working through that to see where God takes him. I have no idea. When my husband and I got married, did we know the calling that would be on our life as a couple? We had no idea. But we knew that God brought us together for a purpose. Now, whether you're a family of one, you're a couple, you're empty nesters, you're a younger family raising your kids, whatever size family, whatever shape and form it comes with, God has a calling on your life. He didn't create you for no purpose. If you can look back as to what God told Noah, make yourself an ark. This is the type of wood I want you to use. I want you to make rooms. I want you to coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how I want you to build it. He told him the height, the length, the whole nine yards. Put a roof, what I want done with the roof. He said, put on a door, how I want the door laid out. Decks, how I want the decks laid out. And the Lord said, I am going to bring the floodwaters. So is God calling you right now to do something? Has God got a purpose for you in your life? Now it doesn't mean you're gonna be this wow missionary and you're gonna travel the seven seas. It might be something in your own local church, in your own local community, maybe in your own home that he is calling you to do. You have no idea the investment that you make in a person's life and how that's going to affect eternity. You know, I think sometimes we always equate ministry, full-time Christian work with those wow moments of, I have to be a pastor, I have to be a ministry leader, I have to be, no, it doesn't, take much to invest in a life and if god is calling you to invest in a particular life or a particular group of people you need to be doing this this is why he has you here and god did say i'm going to bring floodwaters so god is telling noah hey by the way i need you to do this and this is how i want you to do it this this and this exactly you do what i tell you to do because i am bringing floodwaters and he says, I'm going to destroy everything. How many times have we been called to do something? And you know, God has told you to do this, this, and this. And you're going, you're scratching your head going, but you're going to do what? Like you just know what God has told you to do. Have you been there? Have you had such an intimate relationship with the Lord? And if you haven't, I want to challenge you to do that. Because he might be telling you to build your own ark. What's he telling you? This is how I want you to build it. This is how I want you to do it. And you're just scratching your head going, it doesn't quite make sense. You're going to bring floodwaters and you want to do what? And you want to destroy and you want to rebuild and you want, you know what? You do what God has told you to do because his plan is perfect. And, you know, I don't know how many times I have said, 
but Lord, wait a minute. You want me to move where? You want me to start a new job where? Wait a minute. Hold, you know, time out here. Because, let me put this down for a moment. I'm getting so excited. I'm talking with my hands. I don't know how many times I've known that God has told me something. And I've sat back and went, wait a minute, from my perspective, from the little world that I live in, there's no way this can happen. There's absolutely no way. It's impossible. Yes, but all things are possible with God. You know, if Noah looked at the Lord and said, excuse me, wait a minute. Floodwaters? What are you talking about? Destroy the earth? I don't think so. All these people? No way. All the animals, the vegetation, you're going to bring floodwaters, you're going to destroy everything you created? I don't think so. You want me to build it how? No, I think it should be this size. You want me to use that wood? I think I should use that wood. We're not here to negotiate with the Lord. Now, we can come before the Lord in prayer and say, this is what you're telling me, I think. I'm a little uneasy. I'm a little unsettled. Could you reconfirm it? Can I always say, can you send me a postcard so I can truly understand that you're calling me to do this? Lord, shut the door, open the window, you know, the whole nine yards. There's nothing wrong with you coming to the Lord with questions to, to know for sure that you know he's calling you in that direction because you don't want to make a mistake. But questioning the Lord once he's told you, like, Lord, are you sure you know what you're doing? No way. And God specifically told Noah what to build, how to build it, when to build it, what would you use, everything down to the detail of the size. I mean, the total details, everything. Like, it was so precise as God does. Things are done decently and in order with a purpose to perfection. And God wants perfection in your life. He has a calling on your life to do something. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. And again, don't equate a calling or a task or something like that with this big title of somebody's you know, position that they're in. This is you and the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do? I know you've got something for me. I have questioned the Lord in the sense of, you know, maybe he wants us to move somewhere, let's say. And I'm like, but there's no money or there's no time or there's no opportunity or whatever. You know, you look at it from your perspective, from the human's point of view. And then it's a matter of like, okay, Lord, if you want me there, you'll have to provide the funds, the means, the time, maybe transportation, maybe housing, maybe I don't even know what, maybe education. Lord, you need to provide this. Do you not think he already knows that? You know, we forget God is all-knowing. God is already in the future. He's in your future. He's in my future, and he's in the solutions. You know, it's so easy for me to tell you this right now, and then something will happen, and I'll be, <gasps> you know, that, that feeling of uncertainty, unsettled, frightened, uh, fearful, anxious, doubting, um, confusion, fear, all the rest. I'm just no different than you. And I have decided that this particular passage here of Genesis, and I've highlighted the points of what God told Noah. I'm keeping this. I'm putting a copy of this in my planner so it's always with me and I'm hanging it by my desk. So when I have those fears and worries and I get anxious, I'm going to read this. But the main thing that I caught in this that I've never read in scripture before was this. So let's remember, God told Noah what to do, how to do it, when to do it, the whole bit, yeah, everything. Everything's there, laid out for him. 
I want you to go to verse 20, and I want you to catch this. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You know, we look at these corny little pictures of Noah's Ark. You know, we do our kids' nursery, and it's this cartoon, and the kangaroo's hanging out here, and the giraffe is there, and, you know, all these, you know, cartoonish animals, and that's not Noah's Ark. It was a serious matter. I mean, Lord, the Lord shut the door, and that was it. And, um, you know, there's a song that says, the earth moved under my feet. Can you imagine when the Lord shut the door? And all these people that laughed at Noah, you're so silly. You think you know what you're talking about? You're God. There's no such thing as your God. How many people have laughed at you when you've known God has called you to do something and they've laughed, laughed at you? Maybe your own family has laughed. We saw, if any of you have ever been to Sight and Sound, and we took our oldest when he was very young, probably 8, 10 years old, to see Noah's Ark. And I remember on the stage, you could hear the raindrops. It was dead silence. And you could hear the raindrops starting to come. And it was eerie and you looked around and then all of a sudden on this boat that's on the stage but you were so you know captivated by this the door slammed shut and Noah's family was in the boat and the rain still started to come and my son said mom oh I get choked up thinking about it is this what heaven is going to be like when God shuts the door and all those people started screaming and wailing and the floodwaters came and they were crying and screaming, let me in, let me in. Now it was a dramatic play of Noah, but think about this. You know, if you really, if you did a uh, scientific study of Noah, volcanoes had to erupt, earthquakes had to happen, floods had to happen. The land, the ever, ever, kill every single thing. The entire earth was covered in water what God had to do, the power behind this flood was not just like it just rained a little bit. You know, we see a little boat floating in the water. No, there was power. There was God's power poured out on this earth. God destroyed everything. His power, can you imagine? Like if you really sit and think about what that flood was like, I, the intensity of it, but Noah was safe because he did what God told him to do. He went where God told him to go. And the next time God tells you to do something, you said, but wait, how am I going to do this? How, how did Noah go all over the earth? You know, it's kind of like Santa Claus. How does he get everywhere? Well, how did Noah go all over the earth and get two of every bird and animal and creature that roams the earth? Did he go? And, no, no, no. No, listen to what it said in verse 20. Every kind of creature, bird, animal that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You know what? God had it planned. Somehow in God's power and miraculous way, he had a, like a homing pigeon. They knew they needed to come to the ark. Noah didn't have to worry about it, just like you. If God has called you to do something, if God has called me to do something, He will bring it to you. He will provide you with what you need and equip you with what you need to do what you were commissioned and called to do. I don't know what this new year is going to bring. I just know it's a fresh new year. And I'm telling you, I, you know, my own prophetic feelings of how and what the Lord's going to do this year. 
I am excited that God is at work. I know he's at work. He has told me he is at work. I, I've seen him at work. I know that he's doing something unique, fantastic, and special this year. I don't know what all that will mean, but I can tell you this. He's already told me, and he's given me my word. He's given me my verse. He's given me my theme, and I have claimed it, and I'm sticking to it for the rest of the year because I know what he has told me. Don't know exactly what he's calling me to do. I work full-time in ministry. I'm involved in my church on a regular basis. I have this podcast. I speak on other platforms. That's what I know right now. What else is he going to have me do? I don't know. But I can feel it in my fingertips that there's something new and different he wants me to do. And if I get all that, you know, and he's going to tell me how to build it. He's going to tell me the size to make it. He's going to tell me the tools to use. And he will bring to me what needs to be brought to me in order to, to complete the job and the task he has commissioned me to do. Just as he commissioned Noah to do a job, he brought the animals to Noah. You know, key verse there, go back and read that and remember, God will bring it to you. You are not to worry about these things at all. You are to commit them back to the Lord and wait with excitement to see what he is going to do in your life. There is hope for today. There's hope for tomorrow. And I want you to be excited and start this year off fresh with excitement and go back and read Genesis 6, 13 through 17 and read it, actually 13 through, 13 through 21 and read verse 20. Just, you know, just read it and chew it up and eat it and digest it and claim it. Thanks so much for coming over today, and I look forward to chatting with you next week, same time, same place. We'll connect then. Hope you have a great week.